We need a chance to start again, Jake. We need a chance to make this right. Uh, yeah. Tell your mom it's going to be okay. Um, guess what, everybody? It's May 16th, 2011. This is 10 dozen minutes of false starts and embarrassing ejaculations with Jake and Mr. Skullhead. I'm Mr. Skullhead, and Jake is on the line, of course. I've never been ashamed of a single one of my ejaculations. Not even the verbal ones? No. Hey! How's it going, Mr. Skullhead? He ejaculated. I, uh, you know, it's a shame that ejaculation came to be a word that was only used for, like, semen. Because you get the, like, he was standing by the side of the road ejaculating. And whereas our ancestors would not have had a hearty chuckle at that, we do. You know, some of our ancestors might have. I suppose. He was standing at the side of the road, creaming his jeans. <laughs> back when times were so tight that you uh, you sometimes had to prepare uh, your own pants by creaming them in the manner of corn to feed your family. Ah, uh, you yes, know, like, I get it. Like, like Jonathan Davis would do. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> you know, I, I always fantasized about creaming corn back in or the day. Or creaming Jonathan Davis's jeans. And just a, creaming Jonathan Davis into a wall. I bet you could do it as he, as he walked past your cell. You could say, <laughs> I can smell your cunt. I can smell your corn. <clears throat> and yeah. he would turn around and go, <clears throat> Every time somebody has corn and I smell it, I just am filled with a revulsion. Really? Why do I hate the smell of corn so much? I am disgusted. Corn? I think we've discussed this before. I am absolutely disgusted by kernels of corn. I love corn on the cob, but like a can of corn or like a bag of frozen corn or like a bowl or a pile of corn on a plate, it just turns my stomach. That's bizarre. I know. I, I, I that, that one I will acknowledge. I'm not even going to try to explain that like I'm some kind of normal person with a rational explanation for it. How do you feel about... Uh... Candy corn. Uh, candy corn I like well enough. It's it's sort of the equivalent to mallow cream pumpkins, and mallow cream pumpkins are among my favorites. That's true. Well, they're they're among my favorites for the four or five mallow cream pumpkins a year that it takes for me to have had enough mallow cream pumpkins. Right. What happens to me is that I continue to eat them even though I'm sick of them. Oh, yeah? And, you know, because they come in big bags, and nobody else eats them but me. Yeah. I so eat them slowly November. enough that they the whole bag just gets like hard and stale, um, and then I have no problem throwing them away. Um, <clears throat> so we should yeah. back up and uh, we should talk about uh, the strip clubs. Yeah, you went. Uh, you what? So so hey, Mr. Skullhead, what did you do since the last time I talked to you? <laughs> right. Well, as I never previously mentioned, because that that shit just never happened. Apparently. Uh, so there's another wedding that's taking place in a couple of weeks. And so I went to another bachelor party and ended up at another strip club. And uh, it was in, yeah, the exact opposite of what I look for in a strip club. Very much. Describe your experience, Mr. Skullhead. Okay, well, like the Cruz and Chubby's model was what I was, was the kind of thing I like where it's kind of a fun atmosphere. Like people are talking to each other and having fun. There are, you know, several women dancing around completely naked on a stage. That's, that's the kind of thing I enjoy. What we had was uh, the ground floor of the place was too full, said the bouncer. So he, he let us buy ourselves a private room, which was not. It was just, like, a part of the upper level that had seats facing each other. So you could look around and see everybody else who had their own private rooms. The private Idahos we didn't see, though. 
But uh, so it was, take those away. Yeah. So what it was is like you sit there, and women come upstairs and hit you up for dances, and I don't want any lap dances. So that's just you know a series of awkward conversations. Uh, so lap dance colon you colon colon scrubs colon TLC. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so, and occasionally like one of our group would buy the bachelor a dance or would buy a dance for themselves. So then you're like five feet away from somebody getting like grinded on by a woman in a G string. And uh, I don't know exactly the opposite experience that I wanted to have at a strip club. Why didn't you want to... So you didn't get any lap dances when you were at Chubby Checkers? No. I got the twist. Got the peppermint <laughs> twist. Um, did you twist again this weekend like you did last weekend? I wish. Why don't you want a lap dance? Do you feel that it is uh, iniquitous? No, it's a, like... It's weirdly square of me, I know, but if somebody's rubbing up on me like that, I would rather it be my wife. Hmm. That she, is weirdly square of you. She doesn't give a shit, right? It's just, and it's it's also just the like, yeah, stranger touching, yeah. Like, huh. absolutely, you know, absolutely rub your cleavage on me when you're taking a dollar bill out of my mouth with your boobs, but that like one-on-one -on -one intimate experience, I, I don't need. Uh, now, see, I find I find like holding a dollar bill out in your mouth to be super demeaning for both parties, and I have no problem with a lap dance. That's that's a weird uh, division in our approaches to that whole thing. I feel like you will definitely get all up ons with somebody that you know, right? I mean, you like I've seen you in piles of naked people. You have not. Okay. Are you sure? Honestly, you have not. I, I mean, so I haven't seen you, but I'm aware of you having been in piles of naked people. Um, I've been at parties where we were all on drugs and naked, sure. And smacking each other and shit. But not, like, relaxing in a pile, I, I wouldn't say. Done a bunch of... You've done... Spanking. Probably, yeah. Yeah. And that's weird. Yeah. That's... Uh, I mean... Sure. Because that, that grosses me out more than the idea of giving a stranger $20 to grind her tits on me for five minutes. Or or the duration of this Molly Crew song, whichever is shorter. Right. You know, I think what it is is... Almost the same thing is why I hate massages. Where... Like, with the lap dance, there's this very much, like, the woman is trying to appear, like, sensual and, you know, doing this performance and turning you on and, uh, and kind of, you know, playing this character. And it's, yeah, it, it's icky. I don't like it. I prefer the, the simple honesty of, like, here is a dollar. Oh, thanks. Here is my snatch. Like, yeah. Thank you kindly. And we go about our business. But, you know, huh. it's a, like, with a... With a massage. I hate getting a massage because every single time the person who's doing it is like pushing things and squeezing things and going, oh, but that feels good. Oh, you had a lot of tension right there. I'll bet you feel better now. Oh, yeah. Do you feel more relaxed now? And I'm just like, no. It is, you know, it's like you're having sex with me and you're terrible at it. And you, you do this constant, like validation that I'm not willing to give. It makes me very tense trying to pretend to be relaxed for you. Weird, I've only ever had one massage, and apart from asking a single question at the very beginning <laughs> of it, the woman was just silent the entire time. See, I can't um, go for that. But <clears throat> I also feel like there's an there's a expectation 
that, you know, my part of this bargain is that I'm going to relax <laughs> and enjoy it. Right. And I just can't. I mean, I remember, like, trying pretty hard not to fart uh, occasionally, uh, having to exert some effort not getting a boner. Ah, uh, really? That girl was super was hot. Was that a dude? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't, like, I'm pretty indifferent to it. it was, like, I got it as a birthday present one year. You know, it was like a like a whole spa day. I'll tell you what I did find is, boy, do I like a steam room. Yeah. That is a thing that I think I would do every day if that I had access to one. Yeah. I should join a country club or something. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. Some somewhere I, I should join something that lets me get in a steamy room with a bunch of old men. I'm sure there are uh, many options. Yeah. Um. The, about it because I was like. Ah, fuck. Is this going to be something that I get totally into and from now on, like, every month, I'm going to be like, oh, man, I feel terrible and tense. I need a massage, and then I got to go pay for that and deal with, like, you know, scheduling it and whatever, going and taking my clothes off in front of somebody. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, it was like, it, it wasn't an unpleasant experience, but overall, I was just indifferent to it. I did not feel any better, really, afterwards. Yeah. That's always been the case with me, too. Yeah. But, yeah, strip club, definitely. Variety of women, completely naked, several feet away. Which, uh, none of those things were at this fancy strip club. So you must have appreciated that law they passed in California that strippers could not be any closer than five feet to you. You know, they did that in Phoenix... And the strip club, like, the first strip club that we had been going to when we were, like, 20, 19 and 20, put up a little railing on the stage, just, like, two inches high, to mark the area that the woman couldn't go past. And when she was sitting down with her legs spread to show you the the money shot, the railing blocked it completely, if you were sitting down. Terrible idea. Who were they to say? I don't know, man. You and your you and your wide open beaver strip clubs. I don't get it. See, the one in Wisconsin was great because they were serving. They had a full bar, yep, and full nudity, and that that was fine. It's not about you know we're we're not you know there's no need to have this conversation again. But sure. it like uh, I like looking at a lady. I like looking at a naked lady, but I'm not operating under any illusions or any belief that uh, that a that a woman's genitals are actually physically attractive. Right. Like they're they're kind of like balls, right? They're like functional, and that's so, it, right? Yeah. So I mean, you like it because you like to be able to pretend that instead of that hideous vagina, there's a penis under there. Yeah, of course. And that and, you know, makes it easier. I, Sure. A tiny, a tiny penis, you know, mm-hmm. one that one that a that a that a one inch equilateral triangle of cloth would cover. Yeah, that's not going to threaten you by being bigger than your own. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, I uh, I, I climbed another mountain on Saturday. Which network? Uh, which mountain? Which network Me, did you climb? Which network did I climb? Oh, uh, the three singular three G. I climbed all the way to the top of the fifth bar. Climbing cell phone towers. Um. Yeah, you know, here, here. Speaking of which, I keep noticing. I don't know why this happened, but like, my girlfriend pointed out one of those fake tree cell phone towers to uh-huh. me. It's like, ah, I don't like those things. You know, it's like a cell phone tower that's made to look like a palm tree. Uh-huh. 
and uh, suddenly they're fucking everywhere. There's one like there's one like I don't know, fifty yards from my house that I had just never noticed before. She pointed this one out to me that was like <laughs> uh, over on the other side of town, and now suddenly everywhere I go, all I see is these fucking fake palm tree cell phone tower things. So she and I don't much... know if I just never actually looked at them, and so I always thought out of the corner of my eye that they were palm trees. Boy, so I hate she, a like, fucking palm tree. Put on the. Uh... She put on the glasses from They Live for you? Yeah, yeah. And then from now on up, those are those mind control devices. Do you like palm trees? Uh, Only at night. Oh, yeah? They look... It was something I noticed in L.A. when I lived there for a a little bit. Like, at night, with some wind kind of tossing them around, palm trees look cool. Like, they look cool in silhouette and in motion. But by day, eh. Yeah, I mean, it's like a telephone pole with a bush on top of it. Right. And I don't care. And they fucking just drop shit all over the road all the time. Yeah. Like, just big, heavy, sharp things falling off of them? What's that about? Intelligent design. I'll give you yeah. intelligent design. Um. So, yeah, we climbed uh, uh, Picacho Peak down towards Tucson. Uh, Picacho. It was something that I had always intended to do. Uh, my dad and I were always going to do it. When uh, we lived down there briefly, it was like, ah, we, ne- we never got around to it while we were there and then just never managed to like make the drive down from Prescott. But uh, pretty uh, pretty good little mountain, I guess. Yeah. It's cool looking. It's distinctive. And Picacho is apparently uh, Spanish for big peak. So it's big <laughs> peak peak. Kind of like Table Mesa. Mm-hmm. Right. Did you yeah, say... The- when you got to the top, did you say, Pikachu, I choose yo? I didn't. I didn't. Well, that's sad. I, uh, I would frequently say that as I drove past it. Oh, good. Uh, but this time, I, this time I didn't. Uh, I got to the top and I was like, huff, puff, huff, puff, I'm going to eat a sandwich. <laughs> do, you, do you think your training is going well for your big hike? Dude, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm fucking scared. Um which is it seems to actually be getting me and getting me into gear for it but it's just a matter of like finding the time i this is this sucks man i think that i'm actually gonna have to figure out a way to dedicate a portion of my time to just fucking cardio right and even describing anything that i do as that word just makes me angry but like the fact that i'm gonna be spending the better part of a month in san diego and i'm not gonna be like biking to work or anything Hmm. I think that I'm going to have to, like, either join a gym for a month and get on a fucking Stairmaster or some shit, or just walk up and... I'm hoping the apartment building uh, has an uh, easily accessible stairway, because I would just walk up and down stairs for a half an hour more readily than I would get on a fucking Stairmaster. Sure. Because at least then you occasionally run into somebody, you know, slipping out into the stairwell to get high. And you can, Maybe uh, I should become one of those people who gets high and works out. Yeah, that way when hate. you're uh, when you're hiking and you're all high, you'll mm-hmm. be prepared. Yeah. And when I'm hiking, I'm also the king of being high. Yeah. Normally, I'm just the president of being high. But when you get out in the out in the wilderness, there's not as many people around. Then you're the king. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, like hiking is your anti drug. Yeah, hiking on weed is my anti drug. <laughs> Getting high and doing stupid shit is my anti-drug. Um, so anything else of note happening to you? No, no. We're uh, we're finally stopping freezing our asses off over here. Had a, oh, yeah? Kind of a ridiculous 
cock teas of a spring where we would get like three days in a row that were 65, 70 degrees. And then one day last, a couple weeks ago, it was 80 degrees. And then just slammed back into 45 for a week. And we'd already turned off the heat and we were freezing our asses off, cursing this vile land. No, it's nice now, though. You just hate everywhere. You hate here because it's too hot. You hate there because it's too cold. No, I, don't, I, I think don't, you're a man without a country. I don't mind it being too cold. I mind the, uh, the mind fuck. Like, now is the time when it's supposed to be beautiful out instead of really cold. Mm. Yeah. It's awfully pretty here. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Well, we got some. Uh, we got a handful of Twitter questions. Right. Uh, Glebe's. Uh, this isn't a question, but he says uh, the global got me back to KOL. So good work. The Bone Star is epic, and the line "Bring me some dudes to kill" is now in my lexicon. <laughs> that wasn't already in your lexicon. No, in the lexicon. That was that was excellent writing from Riff. The whole yep. Bone Star. Riff pwned. He pwned the star. I uh, I went into his office and I said, Riff. Uh, between two guys named uh, Flippy and Hambone, which one of them do you think likes dolphins more? And he, you know, he responded correctly. Well, you would think that it would be Flippy, but you're wrong. It's Hambone. And then I clarified that what I actually meant was, of the two of you, which one of you guys, between you and Scully, do you think I should assign the Death Star writing to, and which one of you should I assign the other stuff? He was like, uh, I could do Death Star stuff. And I was like, okay. I didn't know, though. I didn't trust him with his beady little eyes. I didn't know if he was going to pull it off, but I'd say he did. He I'd say he came uh, through with flying colors. Oh, yeah. He absolutely wrote uh, at skullheadish length, I would say. Yeah, that those ended up being the longest things that had been written for this entire event, which was pretty cool. That's kind of um, funny that I, like, I took to heart your saying that it needed to be a couple of sentences to a couple of paragraphs thought okay well he's always talking about how wordy a motherfucker i am he's he's probably serious about that so i cut mine back a little bit and it worked it was all hey what are you doing riff he was like making you look like a chump chump um <clears throat> yeah yeah that t-shirt kicks good. ass by the way yeah yeah apparently we've i don't know there were what 157 of them had been ordered so cool i guess um it, you know it was just like as soon as i i drew it and before i had even scanned it and put it in you know put it in the computer i went and showed it to somebody and we're like immediately you got to make a t-shirt of that like huh and then i showed it to dev and everybody's like you got to make a t-shirt of that i was like uh I wanted to make fun of you a little bit for doing that, but I also don't want to discourage you from doing that kind of thing. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, what's weird about it is <clears throat> I, although that is, I would say at this point, at least in terms of how much it's been remarked on, the the most popular piece of art that I've ever done, I feel like kind of a fraud. I don't feel like I actually did anything because I used a light box and I drew it over a picture of the Death Star that I had printed out. And Roy, who's a real artist, insists that that doesn't matter. No, that doesn't matter at all. Like, I almost feel like even if I had drawn it freehand and it had looked like that, it's still like that doesn't look cool because of what I did. It looks cool because it's an object that looks cool and it's suddenly evoked in another style. It is. I just. I just have this weird like, 
I feel like it would be inappropriate for me to feel any pride about that, and I don't know why. Yeah. Because they're, like, I think if you ask people to make a Death Star, like, draw a Death Star out of bones, you're gonna get several different ways to do it. Which means Mm -hmm. that the way you did it is unique, which means that you brought something to the table. Okay. Plus, nobody else is gonna be drawing a Death Star made out of bones, because nobody else had that idea. Sure. And made it fit. I think it, I think what people are responding to is, like, it, it is a really clean drawing and you know it's really perfectly round and everything but within it it's just so obviously and definitely your style right and in inimitably so i feel inimitably huh inimitably i've never had anybody imitate indubitably <clears throat> i do like uh, the the dude who just mirrored that the half yeah, of it that's finished made the big skull head out of it yeah yeah, that was pretty cool. That's what I wanted. Anyway, I, hope uh... I hope his t-shirts are cool. Like, I hope that they end up looking cool when they're actually printed. Uh-huh. You know, because we've never really done a design that had a lot of detail on it like that. And so uh-huh. I don't know what that's really going to look like when it's blown up. I mean, Hot Stuff, like, printed out a copy of it at t-shirt size. Uh-huh. And, but it's, like, impossible to tell in context what that's going to be. Um, well, when it's blown up, it's going to look like Lando Calrissian hauling ass out of there. Oh! Hey. <laughs> yeah. uh, <clears throat> and then later, a ring. <laughs> it gets added into the special editions. Um, Sparkling says, Why isn't Asymmetric Publications the artist for all the podcasts instead of just the Monday shows? No biggie, just curious. Uh, I, man. Man, dude. I don't know anything about fucking uh, uh, MP3, ID3, ta- ID3 tags, ID3. I uh, shit. I actually forgot to do something that I was supposed to do before the show. Um, it, so Roy insists on making these uh, individual episode graphics for each uh, advice hot dog, mm. and for whatever reason. On my computer at home, I can just right-click on an MP3 and edit the ID3 tags of it. And I think that's some piece of software that I have installed that just I don't have on my computer at work. And I would install it, except I don't know what it is. Right. Uh, it's just the thing that lets me do that. So uh, I can only do that at home. I guess, I don't know, man. Places, uh, most podcasts, I guess, maybe not most podcasts, but a lot of podcasts use these hosting services for podcasts that I think you just upload it and then you fill out some stuff and then it does all that for you. Hmm. Um, so I don't know what, <clears throat> like if I change stuff in the ID three tags on the MP three in the podcast, I don't know what that does. I think that different devices are going to handle it in different ways, right? Like iTunes, if you download the podcast in iTunes, it's going to have all of the data just pulled out of the XML I thought that, but then the image only shows up if it's if it's actually embedded in the ID3 tags. So who knows, man? Yeah. Their their shit is so opaque about how it works, and a lot of their documentation is just wrong. Yeah, I've been downloading it onto the iPod Touch, and it only ever loads the one image, just the yeah. A and the hot dog. If you do it straight onto the device. <clears throat> that's what it does. If you download it in iTunes and then sync it, I think that it actually displays the real, the image that he's got attached. It definitely does if you listen to it in iTunes, if you look at the thing in iTunes. 
the the album art that it displays is that it took forever to even get the thing the image to show up on the individual episodes because it just wouldn't work if it was a gif huh. like <clears throat> the image for the podcast in general worked just fine as a gif but then when i looked into it it was like oh the only supported image types are pngs and jpegs so then i changed it to a png and suddenly all the individual episode ones started working so it, it's like gifs are just inconsistently supported eh, it's my fault for not reading it i guess i don't know uh but anyway i don't do anything with the id3 tags on the kol shows when i upload them so you know what i bet that sam because the monday shows come from those dumps that you do from the broadcast software right. i'll bet that sam is taking some information out of the stream configuration and putting it in the id3 tags of the mp3 yeah in the recording because then i just uh although no i'm editing that and then exporting a new yeah i don't know man i think i'm transcoding it which you're not supposed to do that's a word that i've heard yeah i hate it when you transcode stuff yeah it's like crossing the streams you know like when you're peeing in a big trough with another guy and he says something real funny and you turn to laugh and then your pee touches his pee, and then it makes you both gay. Yeah, I frequently so like turn to laugh. Make, uh, <clears throat> turn your head and laugh, they used to say. <clears throat> That's what they say at the doctor. Well, my throat is all froggy. What is up with that? Maybe... No. My throaty went to Corton, and he did ride. What else do I want to talk about here? Uh, Jer for her says, Why didn't you include stat gains from Skeleton Killing? I because what do you what do you do what kind of stats do you gain because you know? skeleton killing is its own reward oh yeah yeah certainly um you know i don't know you know th there just would have been a bunch of questions like all right well you know how many stats do you get from this like does it scale with the things that you're making bigger we also didn't know in the beginning what any of the mechanisms we were going to use were and so it we ended up kind of working against anything and ignoring anything except for that max HP thing, which the only way that we were able to kind of make anything make any kind of sense across the spectrum of stuff that you can do to increase your max HP was by like cube rooting the base huh. HP that you have and mostly getting stuff from gear. And I mean, I think it made it so like a level 10 guy did better than a level one guy, but a level 50 guy barely did better than a level 10 guy. Huh. Because what are you going to do? I mean, the, like, the numbers in this game, just because of the way that it works, can be all fucking over the place. <clears throat> you know, that's why, like, designing challenging fights is so tricky on our end, because it's like, well, we've got guys that can do 40 damage by hitting with a sword, and then we've got guys that can do 300,000 damage with a combat item that's in the mall at minimum auto-sell price. Yeah whatever Soren Trigg says podcast suggestions I recently gained a device that allows for easier podcast listening so I need suggestions notice he doesn't say what kind of device it is it means it can't be an iPhone yeah because they're going to be like I have an iPhone mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm happy to see on the Twitter uh, webpage that Danny California is trending <laughs> California rest in peace you know, but it was about time that they wrote a song about California. Mm-hmm. 
I knew about a girl with some emotional damage. Mm. Uh, simultaneous release, Mr. Skullhead. Fire in both barrels. That's what that and, means, right? And when exploding bust, into when, space. When you bust both nuts. Yep. When you when you nut. Busting a nut is fine, but uh, when you when you uh, we use nut as the verb, like bleh. yeah, and especially when when you use a nut as the noun for the product of of said nutting. Yeah, that's a little annoying. Like I nutted my nut on his nuts. All That's of these Danny California references that are in, like, Portuguese, maybe. Yeah? Or, uh, do you think that Danny California... Do you think that that, uh, that Red Hot Chili Peppers double album was just released in Portugal? Probably. They, it took them a long time to translate it because it took, uh, it took scholars a really long time to figure out what the Portuguese word for California was. Right. Ah, uh, boy. Red Hot fucking Chili Peppers. I don't know. What podcast do you like, Mr. Scullet? Have you been listening to any podcasts? Did you ever, or did you... I've been just keeping up with Advice Hot Dog and downloading episodes of Apropos of Nothing and not listening to them yet. Oh. I need to be working out more. Is it, the only time that I listen to them is, like, the 45 minutes I'm in the gym, so... Yeah. You know. Takes a while. To go through them. I haven't, uh, I haven't kept up on Apropos of Nothing either. I see that listeners who like Advice Hot Dog also like Apropos of Nothing. I see that in iTunes every once and again. Mm. <clears throat> but, uh, um, I, you know what's, uh, you should listen to Radio Lab. That's really good. Um, you should listen to Overthinking It. I like those guys. Uh, you should listen to, um, I don't know. Stop podcasting yourself and Jordan Jesse Go and my brother, my brother and me. But don't listen to that one too much because they sort of are better at doing advice hot dog than we are. Those new kids on the block. Those, they literally are the new kids on the block. Those NKOTBSBs. Yeah, is that a real thing? Yep. Yeah. Like the surviving members of New Kids on the Block and the surviving members of the Backstreet Boys. Surviving means the people who didn't have anything else to do and were about to start giving blowjobs for cocaine, right? I stopped uh, I stopped listening to NKOTBSG when it turned out that Donnie was a Cylon. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that was all the, that was all the twats. Uh, forum thread. Thank you for twatting. We appreciate your twit. Let's see. Radio questions for Jick and Mr. Skullhead. Monday, May 16th, 2011. Psyche says, Jick, I have a boner for your drawing of Corman's new secret weapon. I'm wondering, you have a minimumsafedistance.org joke in the Bone Star battle text. I wouldn't get the reference if I didn't listen to your show, which I imagine many players don't. What's your general philosophy about inside jokes in the game? Did you do it here just because it's limited time content, or are there inside jokes all over the place that I'm just not noticing because I'm not in on them? Getting funny references is part of the enjoyment of KOL, but I imagine that jokes that by definition nobody could get would tend to put people off and make the game inaccessible. Um, so, if you're doing it right, like that one was pretty that one was pretty obvious, but it was also all you would have to do would be to go to minimumsafedistance.org cuz that really is Riff's website, right? So yeah. I mean, that you know, it was a, oh, oh, ha, okay, I get it. That's Riff's website cuz it says right on there, I'm a writer for Kingdom of Loathing. Um it, you know, if you're doing inside jokes right, 
nobody who doesn't get them knows that there's anything not to get. It, it it's not always like that, you know. I mean, there are definitely times when I'll like watch The Simpsons or whatever, and there will be something like, "Oh, that had to have been a reference to something because it just kind of was absurd and didn't make any sense." Oh. Um. But yeah, I don't know. The, uh, KOL is chock full of inside jokes. Yeah. I mean, meat from yesterday in the early game, especially, like when. You know, like the first handful of items when it was just me and Greg messing with stuff. Like, it was like, aha, there's a funny joke that Greg will think is funny because he was the only person playing. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that I wrote in the beginning was just to make you laugh, too. Yeah. Um, But, you know, there there are some things that, like, the think about how sweet they are, think about how tart they are. Yeah. It's just a little bit funny if you don't know what it's from. Right. If you're not, but it's not like it's super hilarious if you do, right? It's just, it was the the fact that it was a funny enough story to tell when the guy told me that story. Which, in case you're wondering about the story, this guy that who was like a line cook at this restaurant that I worked at told me the story about his friend being on acid and eating sweet tarts. And he said, Think about how sweet they are. Now think about how tart they are. Now think about how sweet they are. You know, and I was like, Ah ha ha. Boy, people on drugs sure are on drugs. Yeah. That's the moral of that story. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I would, I don't know that I would really make a habit of putting in jokes that I, like, knew that only you were going to get. Right. At this point, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shy away from using a turn of phrase that I knew would mean something to you that was different than what it meant to everybody else or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like that whole mystery science theater 3000, right? Like it's worth making a joke that only 1% of the audience will get because to that 1%, it's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. That somebody else knows about this thing that they know about. Right. And, and it's, yeah. And that definitely made mystery science theater 3000 rewatchable. In a way, because a lot of the ones that I watched when I was, you know, 18 or 19, there was plenty of cult, pop culture references that I wasn't getting because I was, you know, sheltered Christian kid. And so I can watch them now and go, oh, that Tyrone Powers. How funny. I know who the fuck that is now. Who's Tyrone Powers? Oh, he's this guy. Does he have Tyrone Powers? He does. He has mastery of all things Tyrone <laughs> Kind of like, you know, if somebody has electric powers. Mm-hmm. And they have master... They master electricity. He masters tyronity. Has there ever been a scene where uh, there's, like, a drill sergeant yelling at all of the privates, and they're like, private property, private dancer, private showing? <clears throat> there has to have been, right? There, I know there was a... Some movie had a General Mills and a Corporal Punishment. Mm-hmm. But... A general hospital. Right. Hospital? What uh, is it? 2 says, Hey, Jick, I just bought a six-pack of levitation. Pretty good. I know, right? I, uh... The liquor store that has levitation is just far enough out of the way that I don't go there all that often. <laughs> um... Yeah, but... And nice job on this event. It's been fun. Uh, right now I'm enjoying a bottle of uh, delicious Pabst Blue Ribbon. Hey, do you have any Saison Dubuff left? Yes. 
Will you save me a bottle of it? Yep, I Is, will. Since you told me how delicious that was, every time I see a Saison of any kind on a menu, which has been like twice, I've ordered uh-huh. them, and, and they're fantastic. So yeah. apparently it's, I like them. I mean, them. this it's just, it's weird as shit. It's, um, yeah, I had one, uh, I don't know, I had one a couple days ago, actually. Uh, but I, I, like, I bought the last case that the liquor store had, and so I've just got them kind of in storage. I'm putting one or two in the fridge at a time. There will definitely be one left by the time you get here. Uh, Blister Guy says, How much time did you spend drawing the Bone Star? Did you make any revisions? It's quite possibly the most awesome thing I've seen in-game, like, ever. I am guessing that that took, like, 45 minutes to draw, and I did no edits at all, which is pretty unusual at this point. Which is, again, like I said, because I was just kind of tracing it. I scanned it at various stages in drawing it because I thought that at some point I might want to make, like, an animation of the construction of it. Uh Oh. But I didn't exactly, like, it would be a five-frame animation, you know. <laughs> um, I'd like to see that process. Because I'm impressed to hear that there wasn't any editing, so you actually drew, like, 500 tiny bones. Yeah. And one yeah, piece. Every, every, line, every line was actually a unique and beautiful snowflake. Uh, one thing, if you look at it really closely in the blown up version on the shirt, a lot of the bones, uh, because of the way that the process of increasing the uh, increasing the size of it smooths out uh, corners, just whole lot of cock and balls, right. like an extremely large number of cocks and balls. It like to the point where to the uninitiated, it would be easy to interpret it as a Death Star made of cocks and balls, which is fine. Sure. Just as just as good as a shirt. <laughs> I can't imagine that uh, putting the bone star on the shirt would improve that. Yeah, I'm also. I don't want any text <laughs> that, on the that shirt. Misconception. Um, now I gotta look at the. It's funny that Hot Stuff posted a iPhone resolution copy of it because I was gonna suggest doing that. An iPhone resolution copy of it? Figured nobody would take me seriously. Uh, yeah, he said uh, he made a version that's perfectly sized as a background for the for the 3G. Oh, yes. right, yeah, yeah, he, he showed me that. I, everybody just got such a huge boner about that picture. It was, it, was, it, was, I, it was the first time I really got some use out of the light box that Roy made me for Christmas and then gave to me in, like, March. <laughs> I finished it in March. Um, but that thing, that thing works pretty well. The, I started drawing on this paper that is uh, a lot thicker than regular paper, so I stopped being able to uh, do the thing that I would do occasionally where I had like a piece of graph paper behind it that I would trace some of the lines. Just to not, not trace the lines, but be able to like make things actually somewhat square. Uh-huh. Um, and so I just had Roy make me a light box. And it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's like a little clipboard that's maybe an inch thick, and it's got a bunch of lights in it. Huh. That is interesting. Because um, I could also, I... the times when I was tracing stuff, I would have to, like, do it by holding the paper up against a, a window, and I could only do it at certain times of the day <laughs> when the sun was shining. <laughs> it was a, a little cumbersome, not a sustainable process. Uh, Lightwolf says, I really like the upgradable tattoos. People who can only get one rank still get plus one tattoo, while the later ranks stay less common and more interesting. Hope to see more stuff like this more often in the future. Um, yeah, it, like, I, I thought those were cool. I, 
I personally think that the first version of the tattoo is the coolest, and it makes me angry that because of you assholes, I will never be able to unsee Goatse on the fifth one. Having just now gotten all of them to see what they look like, those people are high. I don't know, man. They are, it, they're smoking the reefer. I can see it now. I can see it. Everybody sees vaginas and penises and goats at in everything that I draw. I was going to say, wait a minute, you don't see the vaginas in Pandemonium, but you... Okay. I understand. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Um, yeah. No, th- those are vagina dicks. Ah. <laughs> the dreaded Dick Jana. Dick Jana, attorney at law. I always want to say, every time that phrase pops into my head, I think Dick Jina, attorney at large. <laughs> Which, it's not. Yeah. Right. Uh, Lightwolf also says, for the natural born skeleton killer skill, could you possibly make it kill an additional skeleton each fight in the crypt quest or give you a 1% drop chance on a sweet sword from skeleton monsters in the kingdom? It does, it gives you a bunch of plus damage against skeletons. Um... Well, not like a bunch. It gives you some plus damage against skeletons, which was originally its only intent. Like, that was that was the idea that I had for it. But then I was like, ah, I've already got this thing coded. More people will get this if it helps with the event also. And then that seems to be what people think that the, uh, the primary purpose of it was. And it totally wasn't. Right. Um, Lord Bitchelot also said that and then says, the other thing is, Duke Nukem forever, yes or no? Uh, you know, I would. That's the kind of thing where I might wait for it to be on sale and buy it. I'm certainly not excited about it. Uh, you know what I picked up today was that uh, Terraria that finally came out. I mean, finally came out. I found out about it like two weeks ago. It's like this sort of. Uh, I don't know. It's it's been described as Minecraft plus Metroid. Ah, oh, perfect. It's like a two-dimensional platformer. The building stuff I don't think is nearly as interesting as Minecraft, but the exploration bits of it are pretty cool. Hmm. Um, yeah, you know, there's caves and shit. Got monsters in them. <laughs> Go and build, <laughs> build the sweet sword. I, I found a skeleton, and it killed me. I'm like, crap, he took my sweet sword. Uh, RNG he ate me says is the final tattoo deliberately drawn to look like Goatse or does it just permeate your unconscious apparently the latter well and you know Mr. Crack was the stopped clock who was right twice a day on that one and he linked to the Army Air Force and Marine Corps insignia which just looked the fuck like that yeah you know? and that's what I that's that exact picture is what I used as the as the um, you know that's model not, that's way not gaping enough to be Goatse if you Imagine that the the dark part in the middle is the entirety of the anus. Like, yeah, it's not wide open enough. Mm. I mean, how wide open does an anus have to get before it recalls Goatse? <laughs> pretty pretty wide, I feel. That is an unusually wide anus. Worship Prick says, This event from start to finish has been amazing. You've outdone yourselves again. Chick, when you finished drawing the Bone Star and reflected on the finished product, did it make you as happy as a dick wolf in a slave camp? I don't think the dick wolves were very happy. They look like tortured dudes themselves. Yeah. I mean, torturers, you know, they, bullies cause pain in others because of the pain that they feel. 
Exactly. And uh, anyway, that's their job, right? And everybody kind of hates their job. I'm yeah. sure it was fun when they started, but now it's, you know, like Kurt Cobain said, every time I go on stage, it's like punching a time clock. Did he really say that? I don't know. You told me that he said that a long time ago. Oh, did I? And I took it to heart. Huh. Maybe I read that in an interview or something. I remember the things you say to me. Because mm. someday That's I may have cool. to give testimony. Somebody, somebody needs to. I will write your uh, gospel of wisdom. Oh, I asked somebody else about that story that you were telling me that, that happened to me. Where <laughs> that girl got mad because she was naked in my bed and I wouldn't sleep with her. Right. And yeah, I guess that totally happened. At least according to some other people who said they were there when right. it happened. I don't yeah, because uh, I remember because it was at a point in time where I was in my like two year long dry spell and was and you were like, Yeah, she was just yeah, and I can't and she was like, Well, you have sex with me or I'll find somebody who will I said, Yeah, that doesn't help and it's like, ah, oh, I I would have gone and had sex with that girl because uh, sex with anyone. Apparently she spent the rest of the evening yelling at me for being gay. <laughs> Well, you got to admit, you at least from her perspective, you failed the acid test. Sure. You should have just said, "I'm not gay. I just um, I just don't dig fat chicks." Oh. Because even if she wasn't fat, she probably thinks that she's fat. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, she's a gal after all. Yeah. If there's anything I know about the ladies, it's that they all think they're fat and they're all into making out with other girls. Uh, Back says Land says Chicken Scully and the rest of the crew but they're not on the radio thanks thanks for everything this crazy awesome game and all the work you put into it I'm sure you've noticed the haters but haters are gonna hate right you've done an amazing job and I can't wait to see the end you've made a great game and a crazy awesome hit and I just wanted to say that uh, also I lost a few million this weekend as a result uh, as since I only had the resources for stuff for myself and somehow I'm still happy will wonders never cease um, the yeah you know I, I haters gotta hate but this event was I think overwhelmingly well received like yeah. the fact that the fact that such a majority of even the the forum posts like there were what there were two points where that thread there were two points where I remarked in dev uh, that thread finally got shitty um, but then it came back in both cases and so like two pages out of what a fucking 40 page forum thread that are complaining I'm sure we'll get to some other complaints here. <laughs> I was, uh... The, the only way that that thread found to get under my skin was people going, God, this event is awesome compared to the rest of the events in the past six months with the, which have sucked balls. You know, I know. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're happy now. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we went in a fairly safe direction with this one right mm -hmm. and instead of trying to kind of innovate in terms of what it did mechanically we went with stuff that we knew wasn't going to get in anybody's way and stuff that wasn't wasn't going to be like so much work for us that we felt like our blood was being shit in if people didn't like it and that wasn't like yeah, I don't know. It just the, there was very little opportunity for anybody's Cheerios to get pissed in. The people who are 
So like Erich, for instance, who writes uh, next here, if finding content and spoiling it on these boards pre-release is an issue, why not put the content where it can't be found? Well, I already explained that in the thread that we're talking about, but here's the deal, Erich. I think that you are in a sour mood because of the fact that you posted where you were trying to get on one of the leaderboards and you didn't make it and so you feel like you wasted all of the uh, wasted all the resources trying and life is unfair and somebody else just blah 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 whatever and now you're just being a contrarian about this shit there's this argument in that thread you know and it's that same shit where it yes I understand Mr. Fucking Crack that there are solutions to this if it was that big of a deal, right? We could do all sorts of maneuvering to make it so art was not accessible to the public just by guessing the names of shit until the content was rolled out. But those are hoops that I don't want to have to jump through. I would rather not have to do all of that extra work and have people show some respect and obey the rules that I personally... I'm the guy who set up this forum and who pays the fucking hosting bills and who, you know, <laughs> oversees the moderators and stuff. Like, what I want is instead of having to do a bunch of extra fucking work hiding stuff, for people to just respect my wishes and not post shit on the forums when they snoop around for it. I know I'm not going to stop you from snooping around for it. And it is absolutely not worth any of our time to build some machine to prevent this from happening. Right. Because that is a machine that machine that can malfunction will. What would happen all the time is like, oh, okay, we're ready to push this content. Oh, fuck, I forgot to jump through whatever combination of hoops is required to get the art to show up on live. All right? And, you know, the, the guy was repentant, and I felt bad for yelling at him, and I thought it was, I thought it was funny how they, they saw the hour that passed between the two posts that I made on Sunday and, and observed that it's, it's amazing what a couple of cups of coffee does to <laughs> Jake's attitude. Because, I mean, you know, that was... I, you know, I, I've gotten in this habit of, like, checking the forums before I even get out of bed while this event has been running, which is terrible terrible idea right. and i just i saw that the very first thing and i was like ah, i gotta grumble grumble yeah, stomp to computer vitriolic screed that is a that's a sore spot though and a historically sore one and we get in that weird position where one person bears the brunt of the entire history of that argument so i you know i i, I understand that i mean, clearly i understand why it went that way and i'm not sure you need to apologize but i mean that dude is fairly blameless since he repented etc yeah exactly. everybody else going you know lock your house if you don't want people to steal your stuff it's like yeah erich says you know people i don't know keep walking into my house and using my bathroom and it's getting on my nerves have you thought about locking your door that would just add needless complexity to my daily activities you know i'm all for don't be a dick thing and all but when something like this elicits this type of reaction and yet there's a pretty simple logical solution that isn't taken well boo fucking who well fuck you erich you know in this situation as in so many we can we can look to the dude for wisdom when he said, you're not wrong, Walter, you're just an asshole. Right. And, you know, you're right. If I don't lock my door, I am not blame-free for the series of robberies that happens. But that doesn't make them right. It doesn't even make them legal. You know? Right. 
Like, we could disable your account for that, and there would be fucking nothing that you could do about it. It would be entirely our prerogative to do that if we wanted to. And nobody would ever have any sympathy for you at all because you're breaking the fucking rules. Like, just because it is possible to break the rules does not mean that it is okay to break them, right? It is. It doesn't mean that it's not okay, but it certainly doesn't mean that it do, that it is. Well, and then you get into the that analogy breaks down because somebody else would come along and say, well, you locked the door, but you didn't throw the deadbolt. So clearly you don't care if I come in your house and steal your shit. Like, well, you threw the deadbolt, but I just had to kick it one time. And it came right off the hinges. So, you know, if you really cared... So before long, you're living in a fucking bank vault. Yeah. And somebody with a stick of dynamite is still calling you an asshole. I mean, they they never take the analogy that far, right? But I mean, it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, once you start saying that the moral imperative is not enough, then, I mean, because to, to be honest, anyone who wants to get in my house, regardless of whether it's locked or not, can in a matter of minutes, right? Right. I mean, that's the it thing. Is, Padlocks a, keep honest people out, right? Like, locking your door of, is yeah. by and large a signal that you don't want people in there. It is an act of courtesy that keeps people out. And the lock that we have on, you know, the the little meaningless lock that only keeps polite people out is that it's not fucking public. And you have to type something into your address bar. Yep. I know that last time we argued this, somebody said, yeah, well, you have that one puzzle that can only be solved with URL manipulation, and so that makes it okay, like... No, just because we had sex with somebody doesn't mean that we want to have sex with everybody. Like, come on. Wait, doesn't it? It, as I came to understand it, no. I mean, personally, once I got a taste for it, it was like, all right, all bets are off. I will take on all comers. As long as you're not a naked girl lying on a bed. <laughs> who? That who really limits was, you. Though. It was clearly crazy and that I had just met. <laughs> According according to the details I've gathered about this this oh, yeah, anecdote about me, I absolutely know. But uh, it, I'm just thinking like if you're, as long as you're not naked or on a fucking bed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's my uh, it's my worst. Uh, it's it's the, the the cruelest possible joke of a fetish. Uh, hey, I need to pee and get another beer. It's nine o'clock. The time has just flown by. It's like we started five minutes late after awkward silence. Um, okay, we'll be back in 15 minutes-ish. How about we just come back? Uh, are you there, Jake? Are you ready to come back? Can you feel me near you? No. Very well. This is uh, this is probably the buggiest show that I've done since the early days. Uh, we'll do this song. This is the song that I want to play. It's a lot more fun. And we're back. Hey. Hey. Hoyle with the nice lady. How was the break? I was alright. I got a beer. I peed. Sounds good. I uh, I have still haven't finished my beer from the first half of the show. Which means that I'm actually holding up my end of the conversation, so that's good. Yeah, I only started with a third of a beer. That's about how much I get through in an hour of shooting the shit and chewing the fat with you you never want to get confused there it's true man do you not boy I shot some fat but then everything kind of went to hell 
Oh, you know, baby, baby fat. You can shoot that on something. <laughs> right. Is baby fat another one? Is that like baby gravy that I never knew uh-huh. that we were being disgusting with our fairies? Baby batter. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I, I think the, the baby... I mean, gravy fairy was a thing. right? It, gravy fairy was written just as the joke, gravy fairy. But then I made it a baby gravy fairy. For the familiar... For the familiar hatchling, or for the for the familiar, yeah, I guess. And did you intend that to be a sly semen reference? Yes, I did. That's a shame. What? Because I mean, it was about you took a mushroom and you cooked it with some viscous liquid. You know. Yeah, I, I never got that. How, so covering something with gravy gets it pregnant. Is, right. Wait, we've is what we learn. Well, how do I know how mushroom? fairies have sex yeah they get they get adventurers who are normally too busy you can't eat the gravy ever right yeah, right the gravy does not exist it only exists as a mushroom uh impregnator and a meat softener right um wb o'quinn says are skeletons now the official way to revamp parts of the game throw skeletons at old content and demolish it and make way for the new i would have liked to see skeletons attack done or skeleton attacks done behind all the quest revamps skeletons tear apart cobs knob and force them to build an armory etc please incorporate skeletons into the rest of the ascension quest revamps or revamp vampires which somebody uh, then suggests revampires hey then what happened uh. Ugh, Aaron and Aaron just keeps with his fucking argument. Keeps with his fucking argument. Yeah, we're not interested, Eric. I, I think we had you at fuck you. You know, he talks about how we should do what we do with, like, the Sneaky Pete's Day tattoo images, which is to deliberately make them something that I have to go and look up every time I need to address them because we don't want them to... Th- like, I even read... Well, it would be spoiling to say. So there are images associated with the moon signs in the Valhalla revamp. And I was like, oh, right, I drew all those constellations, but I did it during the Sky event when it was a thing where we knew that people were going to be looking for image names. I mean, that's why we have to give trophies to these fucked up names where, I mean, it's another opportunity to put a joke in there, so I don't mind that so much. But mm-hmm. I have to, like, have a database table that is just, it only exists to be a correspondence between the trophy ID and the name of the image. Um, because otherwise you'd be able to see the images and know what the trophy was for, right? I mean, and like that's that's the thing. Like, at times when we have to, in order to stop it from, like when we know that people have a vested interest in in finding something for their own benefit, but this this was not that. You know, this was just like we should say that uh, also that any lame name we're totally over being mad at you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you didn't absolutely. know what the etiquette was, and you screwed up, and you owned that. And you, but you screwed up because you were excited, and yeah. you were excited because you found something new in this thing that I know that you have nothing but positive feelings about, right? So, like, don't sweat it. Don't All of sweat our it. ire is directed to, towards Erich at this point. Yep. Uh, Zion Ravestein says, is there a rough estimate of the total number of skeletons destroyed by all players during this event? You know, for us historical types who want to see if the body count was higher than, say, the Rambo movies or Hot Shots Part <laughs> Uh No, there will be. Uh, there's there's permaflags with everybody's total skeleton counts. Um, and there is... Uh, there will be an accomplishments line. 
after this is all over, so that won't go away, I don't think. Um, I gotta do a, I gotta do a thing every time. Uh, Wax says, any chance of a giant jick monster? We won't hate you for it. Well, sure you will. I, everybody's, everybody's, uh, can fight my butt who wants to now. I think that's actually not true. I've yet to do it. Uh, Crestoni says, how did this event, uh, event affect Mr. A sales? Did they increase reflecting people donating to get some quick meat for the event? Or did they decrease reflecting people gaining meat from the rich in the mall and buying stuff without donating? Also, congratulations on the event. It made me one happy adventurer. Uh, there was a definite spike in donations over the course of the event, which there is every time, every time it becomes desirable to spend a lot of meat. Uh, we get a little infusion there from people donating to make, uh, to make some quick cash. What I don't know is does that then just come off of the ledger next month? Uh, because given what happened now, so many people who would not have had Mr. A's to trade for the next item of the month don't have to donate for them because they've bought them with meat. Right. Um, and I don't know that, you know, it, it is impossible for us to track things like this because of the just wild swings in how well Mr. Store items sell. Right. We never know. It's like, all right, well, this did pretty well, but would it have done even better if we hadn't done this earlier in the month? Like, would the money have come in now instead of then? Like, it's it's just there are, you know, that probably a mathematician or a business guy or a, some sort of crazy hybrid mathematician business guy could what? look over our stuff and, and conclude some things. But to me... The system is too complicated to generalize other than like, you know, we saw a lot of Mr. A's when there's people donate a lot when there's a lot of stuff going on that just tends to happen. And uh, Mr. Store items that are awesome do pretty well in the store. So right. that's so our goal is clearly to always have a lot of stuff going on and to always be awesome. And luckily, that was already our goal. Right. Even if we right. weren't looking at one. Um, yeah, Blue Scream also asking if Natural Born Skeleton Killer will be useful after the event is over. What that kind of makes me want to do is, um, is, uh, yeah. do the thing that I've been meaning to do, which is to give blue readouts on passive skills, uh, in the pop-ups that tell you what they do. Um, you know, cause right now it's like, uh, people have spaded that like, overdeveloped sense of self-preservation or whatever is like plus 10% initiative, but like, why not just tell them that it's 10% initiative, save them the step of looking at the wiki, right? right? And that would have definitely helped with this. Then people would know that it's also plus 10 damage against skeletons. Uh, Snave also points out, don't forget the crappy unguessable image names for items would make me a sad panda when putting icons on combat macros. Yep. Sure. Um, bum, bum. Awesome event, says Azulian. I loved every minute of it. I got my goodies, and by the end of the weekend, I was trying my hand at playing them all. Still amazes me how many different ways there are to play this game. What do you think about the mall inflation slash hype game that many loathers, including myself, tried to myself tried to play in their favor? Did you expect this kind of thing? Do you think it's beneficial to the game, or harmful, or really a non-issue? I, my take on this is that it is overall a an overwhelmingly positive thing for the game. Right, it it gets rid of a bunch of items, and just destroys them. Right, it destroys them for prestige and for souvenirs. It doesn't destroy them by converting them into other resources. 
it 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 is just a sink of a, a tremendous number of things and it moves a lot of liquid wealth from people who are sitting on tons of it to people who will now have a chance to get a, get a sort of a boost at becoming active in the economy if that's what they want right and if, and if that's not what they want now well they can afford really really good food uh, from now on right like it's um the number of people who came in when people were kind of complaining about like ah fuck this only the rich are are are, are profiting from this and the rich get richer whatever the number of people that came in and said like well no you know like the way that a lot of the people who have a lot of meat got a lot of meat was by being around for one of these events and making a lot of meat by you know doing the legwork to get stuff that people were willing to pay a lot for you know during times when people decided to open their wallets and i think that that's definitely true i mean the volume of mall sales was triple what it normally was i guess Camelli said right um during during the event i don't know i thought it was fascinating it was like i i you know the this came about over over such a like sort of gradual process that it's it's like hard for me to it's hard for me to even like isolate some point where it's like oh yeah we had this good idea to do this thing right like it just it just sort of happened and it worked out really well and i think it speaks more it speaks less to us just having had a really good idea for this one and more maybe to us just having generally gotten a little better at designing these things um but like i really i like the fact that by addressing plus meat as one of the mechanics it actually caused there to be a market for the the meat drop enhancing things that were too expensive to be worth it in terms of farming meat which caused them to just sort of sit there in the mall um you know there were people saying and and because i have lamented this in the past like nobody ever auto sells anything because you never know when it's going to become super important because of just the totally like randomly firing a shotgun in a random direction approach we take to these kind of things right i mean it's just like oh death star aha torpedoes you know it wasn't like the supply of torpedoes is dangerously high we should contrive an event to take to take a chunk out of that it was like oh no no that's that's what we should do i mean the you know the fat stacks of cash thing and that's the thing like we've already trained people not to get rid of anything right so this doesn't make it any worse they're eh, you know People are going to do it. We need to be able to handle it. We need ways to sort of uh, gracefully deal with it. There are 5,150 items in this game now, you know? So I doubt if we're going to come up with a Death Star that can be blown up by each of those, but... Well, we're going to try. Yeah. We're going to do our level best. <laughs> um, I would say that if I had to do 5,000 Death Stars, at least 4,000 of them would just be big floating cock and balls. Right. Well, we just have to wait until there are enough Star Wars movies that there's one for every item. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dear Jake, says Casey Wiederman, I have just ordered a Bone Star shirt. I think it is the most awesome thing ever, and I eagerly anticipate its arrival. Uh, Light Ninja says, since the world event still does not seem to be over, can we have an ETA as to when it will end? Event burnout commencing. Oh, well, sorry. Uh, One hour is all you have to tolerate. Can you guys talk about your views on world events from a developer standpoint? How did you determine how long to run the event, and did the event pan out how you imagined it would? Also, great idea giving admiral hats to people who board. Any thoughts on the extra little something for people who got a spot on the all-time board? That would give me something to keep going with the event. 
I'm saddened by the fact that you didn't add any kill trophies like Friends of Elves slash Reindeer Hunter. Well, so there's definitely some perspective there. Like, I don't think at this point that I would be willing to put in another limited time trophy. Mm. Um, just because those are... They're... I don't want to say that the people who complain about something like the pantsless trophy have a point, but they, I will say that they have a complaint, right? And, and it is probably a more meritorious complaint than, you know, complaints about the herb brownies trophy or whatever, because with that one, it's just like, shut up and fucking eat your brownies. If you want the trophy this bad. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think I'm down with a limited time trophy in the future. Hmm. Um, how did you determine how long to run the event? Well, I, I thought, okay, so we have a reasonable deadline for getting the Valhalla revamp done. And unlike most times, I think I did a pretty good job of actually getting that right. Like I was not, I mean, I had to work yesterday, which I would have preferred to have an entire weekend off, I guess. But I, I was not just desperately scrambling today. I just had kind of a normal day where I did about a day's worth of work and now it's more or less ready to go um and you know uh, it turned out that the number of days that I had given us to to finish this was pretty close to the number of solid ideas that we had for phases of the <laughs> event um I had intended to do seven phases and then and then uh once once I came up with three and started struggling with four and five, I decided to shrink it back down to five. Uh, the Death Star was cool enough that we figured we should leave it up for more than a day uh, so that everybody would get a chance to see it. Um, because there are all these imaginary people in my mind who can only play the game at work. Right. So uh, having something that's only available on a weekend seems anathema. Don't people work on weekends, though? Everybody's working for the weekend. Well, for the weekend, but on the weekend. Well, right. Near the weekend. I never really understood that song. What does that mean? Like, people are working so that they can earn their weekend? I think they're working so that they can earn money to enjoy themselves on the weekend. Or maybe okay. it's just a mental thing. Like, they're putting up with the stress of their job so that they, uh, I don't know, they're the only reason that they're not killing themselves immediately is the weekend is coming. Okay. So that that last hope that they're holding out. I mean, if we look at the look at the lyrics. Uh, well, do we do we look at the, I'm gonna look at the lyrics. All right. So it's by Loverboy. I didn't know that. Indeed. Uh, everybody's watching to see what you'll do. Everyone's looking at you, wondering, will you come out tonight? Everyone's trying to get it right. Get it right. Uh, so they want a second chance. Um, all right, the lyrics are not instructive at all in determining what the fuck that phrase means. Right. It's a pretty common phrase, though, I feel. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's kind of working for the weekend, you know. I don't think it re... It pre I, well, I'm pretty sure it predates the song. So. Huh. Well, I did not know that. Topical. We are nothing um, about let's see. Jick says Gortech, has your nefarious plot to reduce the size of the database by encouraging mass consumption of consumables and torpedoes been a success? Uh, yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, continuing, everybody else making my arguments uh, against Erich and Mr. Crack. Uh, congratulations, Erich. Now you're in a set with Mr. Crack. In my <laughs> what do you get when you put Erich and Mr. Crack into Google sets? Uh, good start. Oh, -ho. oh, I thought you said at the bottom of the ocean. Thunderware. <laughs> Uh, John Patrick McPuh says, really? Hey guys, have you ever given any thought to the idea of having certain tattoos give effects? As an example, for the various degrees of the AWOL tattoo, give increasing bonuses to killing skeletons, or with the hobo tattoo, increasing levels of hobo power, the more parts you have of it. I don't think every tattoo would need an effect, just some of them. Nah, I mean, that just becomes another thing that you have to manage if we start doing that all the time. We did it with the demon tattoo, and I think that it is more interesting as a thing that only happens once. Hmm. Uh, Florin says, I killed a ton of skeletons. Where is my sweet sword and or sweet dick? Well, I know where my sweet dick is. It's in Mr. Skullhead's pants. I was going to say, it's in Minnesota. Takan, he says, is there any chance the Bone Star will be completed as a full sphere so we may tremble before its might? Would there be a chance of an animated sequence where the Bone Star blasts Valhalla into tiny bits to be restored at a later time? Uh, no, and anybody expecting anything like that is going to be uh, pretty disappointed by the, uh, I'm guessing, single paragraph of text, which represents the climactic finale of this event. Um, the, the last phase of the event is New Valhalla, and it lasts from now on. So that's what's going on. I think there. what it is is when we have an event going, stuff always changes at rollover. And so the story progresses, every rollover something new happens, and that gives the illusion of there being a story happening. And the last change is always, you know, like Crimbo, it just goes away at rollover. And people yeah. are expecting some big thing to happen. Because something has happened every previous rollover, and they don't get that the end of the story was the one before where they were expecting it. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, so sometimes I wonder, like, is Stephen King really bad at ending stories? Is, you know, uh, I don't know, Neil Stevenson bad at ending stories? Or is it just always going to be disappointing? to have a story that you're enjoying end. Well, a little right? column A and a little column B. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Absolutely. I mean, because it's not its not like every Stephen King novel has a disappointing ending or, or right. every Neil Stevenson just fizzles out. I mean, Michael Crichton was a similar thing, right? Like, it's, uh, you know, the Andromeda strain. Like, fucking five pages of the problem just solving itself. Nothing that happened here mattered. Right. The end. Uh, it's like, uh, okay. I mean, maybe if his goal was to present like, oh, this is, this is in reality how, how, you know, uh, human extinction event causing tragedies are avoided totally by accident. And we are only here because we are extremely, extremely lucky. And uh, none of our ministrations actually prevent a goddamn thing from happening on a cosmic scale. Um so the first world event uh, that they did in Rift, which I just happened to be playing during the whole thing, um, and it was, from my perspective, it was fantastic. It got me engaged in the game in a way that I would not have gotten if it hadn't been going on. Like, 
I really appreciated the the sort of hooks that they put in to get you to want to participate in the event. And it went down as this sort of like monumental failure. Like the first press that came out of them after this thing ended was like an apology and, oh yeah, we're not going to do that again. And I'm not super disappointed by it because I was around for the actual finale of the event. But the finale of the event lasted like 45 minutes and then it was over and only the people who were logged on during that 45 minutes got to play in it. And everybody was like, oh, God, that phase three totally sucked. Like, phase one was awesome, and phase two was even better. And, man, why was phase three so shitty? And, and I was just like, well, I mean, either phase three would have had to have consisted of a thousand bosses to fight or a single boss that took a week to kill. Uh, or it was going to be a, an event that ended, right? I mean, the, the thing about an event is that it has a fixed beginning and end time. Right. And if, like, I don't know, the, the first phase of, of the, you know, the whole thing is called the world event, right? But the first phase of it was just more of a, like, sort of a situation that you got to participate in for a while. And the end of it was an actual world event. And it's like, I don't know, it's this kind of weird thing. Like, people really don't like it when their shit gets interrupted, hmm. right? Like, so you're limited from that end in what you can do, you know? Like, our, our rock monsters, I liked it, but it was, it, you know, it got unpopular, for probably mostly because it went on too long, but it, like, interfered with what people were trying to do. And that was, there was a thing that I thought was really cool. I, I did not get to play while this was happening, but there was, like, this zombie thing in World of Warcraft where there was, like, a plague that you could, if you attacked other players, you could turn them into zombies, and then all they could do was kind of shambling around, they could shamble around turning other people into zombies. And so it made it so, like, if somebody turned you into a zombie, you couldn't play the game for, like, ten minutes. And it was, like, just nothing but nerd rage about it. Hmm. And I don't know if that's because all the people who were just having fun with it were being really quiet or what, but it has, like, you know, the lesson that it taught them was, I can't do shit like that. You know, these events just have to be these totally innocuous things that are kind of off in the distance. Which is a shame. It is. Yeah. I think, so, I mean, you know, part of it, too, is that when you're reading a story or you're experiencing something, like any kind of narrative, in your head you're kind of writing what's going to happen next, right? Yeah. And especially in something that's text-based because it moves a little slower and you have plenty of time to do it. And by the time you get to the end of it, you've come up with this ending in your mind that is going to be awesome. And it's inevitably not the ending that the author writes. So you feel like, God, I can tell this story better than he can. Like, that that was easy. But in reality, it's just that, you know, having thought of this entire story, the guy didn't come to the same conclusion you did. And you not sure. having thought of that entire story are, just, are not, you know somehow better at it you know, like, yeah kind of the argument about why inception sucked like well if i had written a story where people could be in dreams i would have done it this way like yeah but you didn't yep and it's easy to say it should have ended this way when you when you're walking into a world that's already finished and a story that's already been told maybe I, not, I wonder maybe not i wonder if the number of things that i have described as being objectively bad and like if the extent to which I 
talk about how I could have done a better job of doing something than somebody has has actually gone down since I started, you know, primarily dedicating my life to creating stuff for other people to consume. <laughs> you know, I wonder if that has actually put me where I think it should have put me in terms of evaluating other people's creative work. I, you know, it kind of makes me want to have a conversation with myself from 10 years ago because as we've established, I don't remember a fucking thing about <laughs> what I was what I was doing or what I thought about anything. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, I just, I, like, I remember getting into, like, I remember, this happens all the time where I'll be talking to Roy and I will say something and he will say, yeah, you know, that's what I tried to tell you 10 years ago, but you were really adamant that this was not the way that art worked or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I mean, he was actually producing shit then and I was not, you know, so maybe, maybe he had that perspective then that I have now. I don't know. Um, you know, I like, I'm, I'm bracing myself for the, uh, that event had a disappointing ending, but then I'm also already kind of composing in my head the, the retort, which is that, no, it didn't. The ending was the Death Star and you talked about how fucking awesome it was. Right. This had an awesome ending. You just didn't know it was the end, right? And it, you know, we needed to make it last long enough that everybody would get to see it. But then that's the problem, right? You make it last long enough for everybody to get to see it. You've made it last long enough that some people have gotten sick of it and want the next thing. Yeah. You know, and and necessarily, right? Like the it was awesome, but that content does not entertain people for two entire days. Yeah. Right. I mean that we don't consider even. Even that, you know, I mean, there was probably what, like 2,000 words of jokes there? Like, that's not two days worth of content to the people who play this game, right? I mean, I like, I feel as though we produce maybe a month of content a year in terms of, like, in a year, I think we could make enough stuff to entertain somebody playing for a month without, like, if somebody's tolerance for doing the same thing over and over again was, was a normal human tolerance for that kind of thing. Right. You know, that's that's about where I see it. Um, and so, you know, it, it, you're always you're always walking on a sword, right? I mean, it, yeah. huh. I'm always walking on sunshine. I'm always walking on walking on broken glass. Huh. I always keep on walking in the free world. Wait, I'm always walking in Memphis. <laughs> Do you really feel that you are? I'm always uh. I mean, I go out walking after midnight, out in the moonlight. Do you take a walk on the wild side, or do you just kind of walk like an Egyptian? <clears throat> oh wow, you you just pulled out too, and I think you've, I think you've beaten me. I, just, I mean, I walk this way, I talk this way, but I walk this way. See, I can't dance and I can't talk, and the only thing about me is the way that I walk. Yeah, that was that was where I was going next, you fucker. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> all right, lovely. I don't know. I, I feel like the the number of changes of state that I've gone through in life so far have been enough to finally start beating some humility into me. Yeah. Well, like, doing being the guy on the airplane, and I don't want to start this argument, it's just an example, and going, Jesus Christ, there's a fucking kid on the airplane, or seeing a kid losing his shit in a store and going, God, just control your spawn or don't bring them in public. And being on the other side of that now and understanding that sometimes just kids lose their shit and what are you going right. to do, just never take them anywhere? Like, <clears throat> in retrospect, that was kind of a... 
that was a silly way for me to feel. So that, mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing, you know, going from, God, why would anyone watch, you know, American Idol? What the fuck would you ever get out of that? You, you have to be some kind of brainless plebeian to get into that shit. And then, like, watching it and enjoying it. Like, oh, well, okay. I was missing out on something there. It's not a huge thing, Are you thing, sure, but it, but are it's, you sure it's not just that you've gotten stupider over time? Because that's what this sounds like to me. <laughs> See, you're not there yet. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um... Yeah, I, you know, I, it's, it's Surely hard. Surely like, there are things that if you could remember what you used to be like. Sure, absolutely. There, there absolutely are. I mean, I, uh, like, I kind of wonder. It's, I have a hard time. Like, I still, I can understand, I guess, now why somebody would like sports in a way that I feel when I was younger, I just couldn't understand. Hmm. Right. But I still, for instance, don't understand how anybody could stand to watch fucking basketball. Right. But then there are people who say that they don't understand how I can enjoy watching baseball because it's so boring. So whatever. That's just different strokes for different folks. NASCAR. That one I cannot comprehend. Yeah. Like. That is not only not. Like in the top thousand interesting things that you can do. It is not even in the top thousand interesting things that you can do on a racetrack or in a car. (laughs) Right? Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe there is a, like, professional wrestling-style backstory that makes it interesting. I think that the people who really get into it know all of the, like, strategic things that people are doing. Like, drafting and getting ahead and how to make their pit stops faster or whatever. And I guess sure. it's it's really stressful to do. And if you know a lot about it, maybe they're they're just riveted watching those tiny things. But uh, it seems like a lot of investment to learn to learn to enjoy that for not a whole I mean, lot of. I, I guess I do not doubt that the entirety of NASCAR could be distilled into like say an hour long History Channel special that I would find interesting enough to watch. Right. Right. Like this is. You know, the history of pit stops. That I could imagine being interesting. Like, oh, so then there was this innovation in lug nuts that made it so they can get the tires on and off faster. And this is what they do to make sure that these, like, rapid starts don't twist the axle in half or whatever. You know, like, I I could imagine there being a bunch of interesting things to know about some specific part of it like that. But And then there are plenty of things that I've sampled enough of to know that even though a lot of people like it, I think it's shitty. Like, I've read enough Twilight, and I've watched enough of the movies with the riff tracks to know that it's just shitty, and people just like it anyway. Is Stephanie Meyer is, like, significantly younger than us, isn't she? I don't think a whole lot. You don't think? She's significantly sadder than us. Uh, she spells her name wrong, or her parents spelled her name wrong, at least. She's also from Scottsdale. I did not know that. <laughs> No, okay, I guess she's three years older than us. That makes me feel a little better. Well, I mean, good, good for her. But yeah, that, like, Twilight and professional wrestling, I think of as these things that, you know, a lot of people, and even people that I'm friends with, Ultimate Fighting is another one. There are yeah, so many that, people that one who I aren't I, I fucking understand professional wrestling, it. but I cannot yeah. understand like just mi- like the mixed martial arts stuff because it's like it's like some guys 
and they're just guys. There's not, you know, they don't have any superpowers or anything right. the way that the way that wrestlers at least pretend to. You know, they don't they don't appear to have a lot of personality in, in what I've seen. And it's like, all right, so we're gonna hug for a while and then occasionally punch each other in the dick. Well, see, what happens is when you get two people who are really, really good at fighting to fight each other, it doesn't look anything like a choreographed fight where there's, like, these punches that are deflected and jumping around and kicking and everything. Because a really good fighter is going to be efficient and super Yeah, only, only throw a punch <clears throat> that he's pretty sure is going to connect. And... Yeah, and the rest of the time they're going to be doing this bullshit. Like, the, the one that I watched... They were just lying on their... The one dude was lying on his back the entire time and just kicking with one leg when the opponent came too close. And he won. It's like any right. sport that... That's the winning behavior. Like, lie on your back and kick your leg like a little bit whenever somebody comes close. Like, that's that's no good. But it um. surprises me. Like, so many people I know. I thought it was just a douchebag thing that, you know... The, for the pop collar crowd, but it is you know, so many men and women whose opinions I usually respect about stuff just can't get enough of it. Whatever. I uh, I like the idea of like I did you not get into uh, professional wrestling at all like when we were kids and there was that first sort of renaissance like when Hulk Hogan and Junkyard Dog and Randy Savage and all those guys Rowdy Roddy Piper. I think I was into Hulk Hogan for a little bit, yeah. Yeah, like, so I mean that when like we were the it, target audience of it, you know. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And I mean <laughs> the right demographic. I, you know, one thing that I do like, like like I could never imagine playing golf or watching golf, but I kind of like golf video games. <laughs> and wrestling video games are like I I've been thinking lately that I might want to try and play some modern wrestling video game because, you know, NES Pro Wrestling is a fucking great game. Right. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not like a game that, it's like, it's no, it's no Legend of Zelda, it's no Metroid, but like, for what it was, it was fun, you know, I could pick it up, and I would play an entire game of it, which there's a lot of Nintendo games that if I started playing them now, I would give up way before I lost, you know, because I was just like, ah, this isn't fun. Oh, anyway, um, let's see. How much meat, says a naked Jew, does the MMG sink on a weekly basis these days? Uh, I don't know. I haven't paid any attention to it in a long time. I have, like, a running total uh, of it that, that's in thousands or millions, but I, I haven't paid any attention to how fast that total goes up. Yeah. Is it possible that the Bone Star shirts could say the Bone Star or just Bone Star on the back? No. No. It's, I mean, it's possible, but it's not necessary. Printing on the back shrinks our margins even more, too, buddy. Yeah. And our margins are already narrow. They're narrow like a like a guy who wrote too much for his term paper and is trying to reduce the page count. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. The, we, we're actually... We'll be okay on these. I mean, I you know, I don't... Like, I think, all in all, this is going to be, like, three or four days of work for somebody, and it's probably going to earn us, like... I don't know, 1200 bucks or something. Right. But, you know, that's... I mean, it'd be great if we were a t-shirt company and this is all we did. This would be a real successful t-shirt. But, uh, you know, given, given that this is a, like, it's a sort of a sideline that I begrudgingly allow us to participate in because people demand it. It's, uh, while I am glad... I mean, 
And that's the thing. It should be really gratifying to me. Like, holy crap, like 150 people liked this thing that I drew enough that they just immediately, sight unseen, bought a T-shirt with this on it today for 20 bucks. But it's like, eh, I don't care about T-shirts. <laughs> Such a dick. Uh, the problem boy. is we make, we make so much money selling things that don't exist. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that, that, it, that it, it is almost impossible for me to rationalize dedicating any of our resources to a thing that accounts for such a minuscule fraction of, you know, the, the, the income that we use to sustain those resources, right? right? And, and it's just and, – and, and because of that, it's like you have to kind of – you have to pull my teeth as an alternative to getting me to actually – make some cool actual objects that people want and that make people happy you know and it's <laughs> like I, I i i lose sight of the fact sometimes that that is a valuable thing that makes people happy right all right i gotta get to work oh yes you do stay tuned for the thrilling conclusion of the renacy corman event good night everybody